With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope. With your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody. Hello, and thank you for being on our program. Our audience is so important to us. Because without you, we wouldn't have a show to give you. And we do have a wonderful, um, exquisite guest for us this afternoon and this evening whenever you're listening to it. If indeed you happen to miss this or you're listening to this, we want you to know that all of our programs at the Hope Interface Center on the Pure Hope Show is archived. And all you have to do is go on our website, Pure Hope Show. Uh, com, and we will make sure that you find a way to get to this um, interview. I have Echo Bodine on the phone, and I am going to just tell you a little bit about Echo. Echo Bodine first discovered that she was born with psychic abilities and the gift of healing at the age of 17. Her abilities include clairvoyance, which is seeing, clairaudience, which is hearing, clairsentient, which is sensing, and clairgustance, which is smell. She took psychic classes for two years, practiced on friends and families for about 12 years, before beginning her full-time practice as a psychic, healer, ghostbuster, and teacher in 1979. In 1981, Echo began teaching classes on psychic development and spiritual healing, She has appeared on numerous national television shows, including Sally Jesse Raphael, Sightings, Beyond with James Bond Prague, NBC's The Other Side, Unexplained Mysteries, NBC's Today's Show, A&E, and Encounters, Paranormal Borderline. Um, I guess the borderline, uh, Paranormal Borderline must have been a magazine. Was that true, Echo? No, honey, that was an actual TV show for a while. It, it was. Well, that did a feature story, it says here, on your family, calling you the world's most psychic family. Um, mm-hmm. She's also been a guest on numerous, numerous radio shows throughout the country, including my favorite, Coast to Coast. I'm always up in the middle of the night listening to Coast to Coast. Echo hosted her own cable TV show called New Age Perspectives for two years. She has uh, had her own radio show on FM 107 in Minneapolis for three years called Intuitive Living and Paramount Pictures asked her to, for her services for the promotion of the movie Ghost. And I think everybody has heard that. Currently, she is working at her home. She is doing online classes 
Uh, I just got done talking to her a little bit before we went on the air, and she has told me that she has written a new book that will be out pretty soon, How to Live Happily Ever After Life, which sounds really, really good. But today she's going to be talking a little bit about the Pleiadians and how that came to her. So let's all welcome Echo onto the program. Hi, Echo. How are you? I hope it's great to be here. Honey, I'm good, and I'm, I'm, you know, I just love hanging out with you. We always have so much fun. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to yes, be here. Yay! Yay! Well, good, good. I'm glad that you're here. So, um, since we're titling it Pleiadians Talk Through Echo, and I'm hoping that the Pleiadian energies come forth. But many, many people ask me the question, "Who are the Pleiadians?" So I thought I'd place that in your lap. You know, honey, that's that's a really great question, and I even wonder it myself sometimes. But um, they are, okay, the way they show up is they always show up in a group of beings. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, like I think, what do they look like, Echo? How do you know? But they look... Oh, I don't know. They always remind me of a choir, the way a choir hmm. looks. And they show up like that, and they have this um, energy to them. It's it's kind of misty, and you can see faces, but their energy is so much more. And it's hard to explain at least when I see them, again, they always come in in a group. And there's usually, I don't know, maybe two or three that will talk to me or send me thoughts. Um, they're very sweet, very loving, gentle. And it's just always a pleasure when they come in and talk. And, honey, you know, the first time it ever happened, I didn't even know what a Palladian was. I had never heard of anything like that. And But they introduced themselves as the Palladians. And so I needed to do some research afterwards just to understand who am I even talking to. Um, <laughs> and I haven't. I have not heard from them, hmm, gosh, for years and now all of a sudden in the last month and a half they've shown up i do it tuesday afternoon spiritual study group and i always end it with a meditation and the palladians have been coming in and doing the meditations so they tell me what to do whatever they say i just say it through me to the group and hope it was interesting about 2 weeks ago they channeled a message that said that they have been working on this Earth project for about six months, and it is to bring Palladian energy to the Earth because they said that the people of Earth have a victim consciousness, and they said that that has lowered our vibration and that what they are doing is bringing in this energy to raise 
our consciousness back up, back to a hopeful place, because we've become very hopeless on this planet. And, you know, you know, your listeners are probably going to think this is silly, but you know what? The more I think about it, it just makes so much sense. They said that what we can individually do to raise the vibration is to smile at everybody we come in contact with. Smile at strangers. Every opportunity we have, smile. And oh, it's just like, wow, really? That's all you need us to do? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, if you think about it, when someone smiles at you, your immediate reaction is to smile back. And uh, they said that that almost starts a chain event of everybody smiling. And I did notice after that meditation that day, uh, when I went to the grocery store, I thought, you know, everybody's looking down. Nobody's looking. Nobody's making eye contact. And so... I made a real point of making eye contact with people and smiling at them. And even if they'd look up for a second, I would smile at them. And I did notice, oh, my gosh, people are smiling back. And people that at one minute looked so forlorn, and then the next minute, they're like, oh, smile. Okay. And they smile hmm. back. Honey, I've been, I've been consciously doing that everywhere I go and it's it's really a nice energy exchange I'm noticing and I don't think I ever paid that much attention to it before but I am noticing there is this little energy thing that goes between us of uh, oh yeah that's right you know the world the world doesn't talk as much as we think it does so um, I've really been paying attention that mm-hmm. I love so then, that because you know, no, honey, I know I it's that. so simple. It doesn't cost a mm-hmm. thing to smile, and you know, even for us, if we're in a bad mood, but we go out, we go to the grocery store. Hey, if we're conscious of smiling at people, that's going to lift our vibration also. So mm-hmm. then, about a week, ago, honey, about a week ago, a group of angels showed up. To do the meditation and they said that they're working with the Palladians to help raise up our vibration because it's gotten so low and that's why we're having all the um, the the weather all the crazy weather that we're having it's like our own consciousness is creating this negative energy and that we have to we have to shift this and raise up our vibration or it's just going to keep on going. We're going to keep on reading about fires and floods and, oh, what else? I mean, snowing in October in South Dakota, North Dakota, it's 22 yeah. inches of snow. It's like, what? Um, everything's goofy right now, and it's up to us, the people, to raise it up. And that's what's going on. That's why they've been showing up and asking me to, you know, just bring these simple messages to people so that we can start looking at things from a positive perspective. They also said, stop watching the news 
because the media makes their money by bringing us the bad news because we're always so interested. Because we have this victim consciousness, we're always very interested in all the tragedies and the drama and that the news is just continually um, supporting our fears and our anger and being like a victim. So they said, stop, just stop watching the news. And when there is an experience that's happening to people, try to look at it from the absolute highest perspective possible. Try to look at every every disaster that's happening. Okay, instead of focusing on, oh, my God, that was four people, this is what happened, oh, geez. It's like, okay, now let's look at the end of the story. How did it turn out for those people? And... You know, a lot of people who have lost houses and floods, they're going to be getting new homes. I mean, we have to retrain ourselves to start thinking or to start looking for the positive ending to a lot of these horrible stories. And um, even just as much as all the people that have died from COVID, it's like, okay, was there goodness that came out of that? Yes, you lost your loved one, but... What was the good that happened? And then you find out, well, the brothers who hadn't talked for 20 years are now speaking to each other because they lost their mother. Um, there's, there's usually somewhere a silver lining. Um, it can take a while sometimes to find them, but that's what the Palladians are saying is focus on that. Focus on the positive outcomes you know, honey, I remember many, many years ago, um, Melanie Beatty and I were absolute best friends, and her hmm. 12-year-old son died in a skiing accident, and um, oh. she was absolutely distraught. I mean, distraught beyond distraught, and you can imagine. They had just had his 12th birthday, and his sister took him skiing, and... He was not a skier, but she took him skiing, and he was he was always a little bit of a daredevil, and he didn't go to the, on the beginner's hill. He went over to the expert's hill. He wanted to see what that was about, and um, he ended up uh, dying from, he hit his head really bad and died, wow. and, and I remember saying to Mel, okay, we're gonna. Ha- we have to, Mel. We have to focus on how this is going to turn out good. What? How? What was the purpose of this? And you know, honey, she okay. She had written the bestseller, Codependent No More, um, and now you know she's working. She works with all these different parent groups that lose a child, and she's written books about you know grieving the loss of a child. So there was a lot of very positive experiences that came from that one horrible experience. And that's the kind of thing that they're talking about is, even though sometimes it takes six months to see the good, try to keep focusing on the good of it rather than uh, the bad energy of it. And they're trying to get us out of this victim consciousness. So that's what Mm -hmm. they're all about right now. And they said that, they're going to continue for another six weeks to bring in this positive energy and try to balance out 
the negative energy and how to raise us up out of this way of thinking so that we can start uh, raising up our own vibration again. So there, boy, so you I think said, you asked me. You said listening <laughs> to the Pleiadians are uh, kind of new to you, has been fairly new to you. I know that they came to you a long time ago and now just recently they're back. So that's the reason why they're back is to bring down energy to help raise the consciousness then? Yeah, honey, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Is mm. yes, we really. I was surprised. It's like wait a minute. When I first started to feel the energy, um, when I do the meditations on Tuesday, I just sit here and wait um, to see. Okay, who's going to come in? Who's going to do the meditation? And uh, I remember thinking, wait a minute. This is this. I've no. I felt this in energy before. What is this? And then one of them said we are the Palladians and it was like oh my gosh you guys I haven't talked to you forever (laughs) so there they were and um, you know honey it was interesting okay this isn't the Palladians but today I did a message with the Palladians but I also came through what came through was uh, elders of Native American Indians and they were saying how important it is for all of us right now to pay attention to the earth and that uh, the earth is definitely changing. Uh, the earth is really strongly letting go right now, getting ready for the next season. And they kept emphasizing, feel your oneness with the earth, uh, feel your oneness with the animals, with the trees, go outside, feel your connection to the earth. They're trying to get us really, really grounded before winter sets in. And, hmm. you know, it, the way they were talking, it could have sounded like, ooh, this is going to be scary. But it, it was more just like they were trying to protect us and the animals. They want us to pay attention to the animals, watch them, learn from them, what are they telling us right now. Um, my own intuition has told me get extra food for the animals, this winter, um, put out the the water heater in their bubble bubble bath, in their bird bath. Um, mm-hmm. Think about the animals now, and they keep they keep saying, "Get ready now for winter. Don't put it off for another month." And uh, so that was cool. It was, um, I'd say, three or four Indian elders and they just want us to please pay attention please pay attention to everything going on around you in nature and so it's like okay all right we will and then uh they stepped aside and then the palladians came in and talked during class so it was yeah mm -hmm. that's what's Mm -hmm. been happening so Mm -hmm. when the native americans come in and or palladians do they talk about ritual or ceremony or working with the phases of the moon or the fire, earth, water, and air? Do they talk about that type of inclusiveness and ceremony or? No, honey, they don't. Um, they, they, when I said to them, is there anything specific? It's like, no, uh, everybody's going to do it in their own way. What we want to make okay. sure people are aware of is just nature, just nature. And make that a priority right now. 
So, no, honey, they're not saying, you know, do this, do it this way, do it that way, um, because, again, I they were speaking amongst themselves, and I heard him say, no, they all do it so different. So it's like, okay, all right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds inclusive and nice, because that, then they're not trying to direct us too much. They're just saying everybody does it in their own way, and that's beautiful, that's beautiful, so... Yeah, so are people really believing was. you, or are they having, are, you know, lots of people who I talk to struggle with the idea of a galactic family. They yeah. understand angels, they understand masters, they understand guides, they even understand shaman healers that come from the other side. But, you know, the last frontier is kind of accepting our star brotherhood and sisterhood. You know, how is your group of people who come to you and seek you out? Um, you that's getting you more know what? I, what, I'm, what I'm getting back from people is curiosity, and they want to know, okay, how can I find out more about these Palladians? And so I tell them about Christine's book and um, – Hanclaw, I think that's her name, and then Marciniak. Say, okay, check these people out. They can explain it, and um, that's how I learned was reading their books. Um, I I have not gotten anybody that says, "Oh my God, you're you're nuts." I haven't heard any of that. Uh, Just curiosity. They they just want to understand more. But, you know, their messages are always so sweet and kind and loving, and uh, they just really want to help us. And so maybe that's why people aren't so suspicious of, okay, Bodine, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Uh, mm-hmm. They've been – of course, you know, honey, the, I only do these to my classes, and it's mainly to my – well, no, they've been coming through for my psychic classes also and my – um, my Tuesday spiritual group. So they, they aren't showing up all the time. They seem to sense who can handle, okay, here comes the Palladians, and who can't handle them, and who hmm. would just get stuck trying to analyze all of it. So I'm I'm lucky that people trust me enough that they know I'm not making this stuff up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's too... They, the the Palladians, the, the the way they speak, you know, it's um, it's kind of formal. Um, well, but not too formal. Well, let's just say they speak different than I do. I'm more laid back, and, okay. and they just speak formally. Yeah. Hmm. So it's cool. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think that you um? you know, have ever been on Pleiades, you know, when we do this lifetime research or regression or understanding, do you believe that you were once a Pleiadian on the Seven Sisters and Seven Star Constellation, and that's the reason why they're contacting you now? You know, that's a good question. I I, I mean, in the past, I used to think, now, why are these people coming and talking to me? And um, I never really did get a very good answer from them. But um, then I thought, well, maybe it's just because I'm psychic. You know, I, I mm-hmm. and I've never really gone beyond that. Why do they come to me? It's like, okay, well, I guess they trust me that I'm not going to think they're crazy. And they know that I have seen aliens and 
I can walk down the street and recognize an alien uh, kind of dressed like a human. I mean, they mm-hmm. look human, yep. but they don't have that human soul energy. They have more of an alien energy. And maybe just because I, you know, honey, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I've been a Palladian. They have said, yes, they have told me that I was M slash was slash M Palladian. I don't have any memories of it, but um, mm-hmm. yes, that's probably why. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. I know that Christine Day talks a lot about that. Like, like I, okay. When she was talking about her experience of seeing a spaceship and the Palladians came off and talked to her. And, and um, so do you, have you seen, seen or been, I know this is wild for our listeners to all listen to and maybe you don't want to answer, have you seen or been on a spaceship and do you think there's going to be more and more sightings and disclosure in this next few years? Yes, 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 yes. Um, Uh Okay, Uh, I have seen a spaceship, I've talked to aliens, Um, gosh, I had the most interesting experience. This was many years ago, but uh, a counselor from 3M called me and asked me, she said that they had an employee that was a wonderful guy, but he seemed very, very troubled. And she wanted to know if I would help him. So I thought, oh, uh, sure. I mean, I, I, yeah. And so we met in a restaurant. And... Um, he was just sitting here, sitting there, telling me about his life, and but he didn't say much. Um, he, he just said he he's just always felt different. Okay, now this was before I had had any kind of contact with aliens, and so uh, you know I wasn't even thinking in those terms. And I opened up psychically, and as he's talking, I see these four beings coming towards the table and I think holy crackers look at those people what are they and um, honey they were all white pure white and they had a human form but it was different than ours and they had the face the eyes and they had the tiniest little nose and there weren't any ears, and this man, and that's interesting because they didn't have any distinguishing features. Like you'd look and go, oh, that's probably the dad, oh, that's probably the mom. Uh, no, that's, they all had the same shape and um, no different characteristics. And so, but, but there was this knowing that, oh, this is the dad. Well, at first I didn't know who they were, but this guy comes and he says that we are his family, and he is from the planet Ura, U-R-A. He said that is outside of your solar system, and he said hmm. that his son really wanted to have Earth experience. He wanted to understand what Earth 
and living on Earth was all about because Earth is considered to be the emotional planet. Okay, so I'm listening to this guy. I've got my eyes closed. And I said to the young man, I said, okay, hold on. And honey, I don't want to say <laughs> there's four aliens that want to talk to you. I, I was like, I, what? And so I said to the young man, I said, okay, just, just give, give me a second here. I, there's somebody here that knows you. I just need to, uh, uh, let's see, I, I'm going to communicate with him. I was trying to be as, I don't know, kind of careful as possible. I didn't want to freak this guy out. And But then his father and the other the other person was his mother, and it was a brother and a sister, but it, they were different. And, okay, so the father said, he said, you have to tell him to stop going outside and looking for us. We are not going to come and take him home. He wanted to have a full earth life, a full earth experience. And so we said yes, and we told him we were not going to come back and get him until his life was complete. Okay. And then, so again, the father said, and tell him to stop going to that movie because it's just making him homesick. And they said, the father said to me, he's seen that movie 13 times, and it just upsets him. So tell him to stop. Okay. Maria, I mean, no, sorry. Um, I just talked to Maria today. Hope, the dad said to me, he said, it's very difficult for me to communicate to you. He said, me communicating to you is like you trying to communicate to an ant. And he said, you can see that that would be very difficult. And he said, but I am trying my best for my son's sake to explain to him what's going on. Okay. Then he talked about their life and about this young man for about 45 minutes. He said to me at the end, now Echo, he said, you will not remember any of this. You will only only remember parts of it. And I remember thinking, oh, no, I'm not going to forget any of this because he had said so much about his planet and his family. Mm-hmm. And um, so, okay, I can't, he, said, uh, he said some more stuff to his son, and then, boom, he was gone. They, were all, they all disappeared. Okay, to me, it was about five minutes. To, in reality, it was an hour and 15 minutes later, and um, the young man was crying his eyes out, and he said that when he was a little boy, his parents told him that when he was two and three and four years old, he would crawl out of his crib or his little bed, and he would go outside at night, and he would sit in the front yard, and he would look up in the sky, and he said, I always waited for someone to come and get me, and nobody ever came, and I never understood why. And I said to him, okay, what movie have you seen 
13 times, and he said, close encounters of the third kind. And he said, you're right, I have to stop watching it because every time I see it, I go into a depression. And that was one of the issues that he was dealing with was depression. And so um, we parted company, and uh, about maybe a day and a half later, the counselor from 3M called and said, okay, what happened when you met with him? And I said, why? And they said, she said, oh, he's like a free man again. He's, he's wonderful. He's happy. And I said, she said, tell me what happened. And I said, you know what, I can't. Um, you're going to have to uh, just ask him. It, it's, it's his business. I, I don't feel right about sharing it. And so I didn't tell anybody, honey. And I didn't tell anybody except for my mom. Um, I drove to her house right after I had done that reading. And honest to God, Hope, by the time I got to my mom's house, all I remembered was what I just told you. That's all I remembered, and I've never been able to remember any more from the reading. But, honey, when oh. I was in it, oh, my God, I thought, oh, I can't wait to tell everybody. Oh, my God, oh, gosh, oh, geez. And um, and then it was all gone, and it's never come back. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, honey, I have communicated with and I have seen a spaceship. Uh, that was a really cool experience. <sighs> I don't know how much time we have to tell this story, but it's not as long as that one. Okay, so this was way back in the 70s again, and I was the night manager at Uncle John's Pancake House. And um, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. We were closed. The cook had cleaned the kitchen up. The uh, head waitress, she had it all set up for Sunday morning. And... Um, I was in the office counting up the money, and all of a sudden I heard, hello, hello, can we get some food? And I thought, oh, shoot, I forgot to lock the front door. And so I came out of the office, and there's Bob Hope with his wife and another couple, and he said, hey, can we get some food? And I I, I, I thought, wait a minute, Bob Hope? (laughs) And I said, I'm sorry, Mr. Hope, but we're closed, and... I said, but you know what? Right down the street, there's an Embers, and they're open 24 hours a day. And I said, it's just down the street. And he said, okay, thanks a lot, and he left. Well, uh, Dwayne, the cook, and Madeline and I, we all looked at each other and went, that was Bob Hope. And so we jumped in my little red Corvair convertible, and we were headed down to the restaurant. And honey... Oh, my God. All of a sudden, above Ember's restaurant was a spaceship. And I slammed on the brakes, and I looked at these two, and I said, do you see that? And they were just as stunned as I was. I said, you guys, is that a spaceship? And, I mean, it looked just like a saucer, like they do in the movies. And we just sat there staring at this thing. And then... It turned, okay, so it was silver, then it turned bright orange and disappeared right in front of our eyes. I mean, we hadn't been smoking anything, we hadn't been drinking anything. (laughs) We were completely sober, and there was this spaceship. And then, I don't know how long after that, honey, no, because I wasn't even teaching, no, I was still 
in the closet as a psychic. So um, it it was years later before the Palladians showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And so they must you know, have been that's... preparing you, really. Yes, that's one of the things they said today that I thought was interesting was that the sky is going to be full, um, that there is so much activity in the skies and that there are so many that are trying to communicate to us. And um, they said, just keep looking up and you'll see them also. So there you have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, they did that up today. I forgot all about it. Wow, oh, that is amazing. Oh, so much, honey. So, Time for you to talk. Oh, I, Holy Well, no, no, no. We're interviewing you. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody is talking about ascension. You know, the earth yeah. is ascending. And mm-hmm. so what would be your definition of ascension? Apparently the Pleiadians and many galactic family members are here to help download information and or guidance or raise consciousness like you said um so for you what would be the definition for all of our listeners the definition of ascension oh honey oh my goodness ascension i know know that's (laughs) that is not a simple thing um but no and Honey, I think that's one of the reasons why the Pleiadians are so concerned about us. Again, because of this consciousness that we have, the victim consciousness. As long as we're stuck there thinking, oh, God, what's going to be next? You know, a lot of people think this is God. A lot of people think God is doing all this to us, which really makes me sick to my stomach for that kind of thing. But um, that is what a lot of people think. And so as long as... The majority of our planet thinks like that. We're not going to be ascending anytime soon. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's why the Palladians are so worried about us, because we're just stuck in this way of thinking. And, you know, the pandemic doesn't doesn't help this situation at all. Um, all these deaths don't help. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bad weather, I mean, the political stuff. Thank God we have a little break from it from what we went through last uh-huh. year. Um, but I think, honey, because uh, we're we're so heavy right now, our planet is so heavy, uh-huh. and I mean that uh-huh. as far as the energy, the, the, the energy that we're all putting out, I think that's why Earth can't really brag about ascending uh, anytime soon. I think it's more an individual thing. And to me, ascension, boy, to me, ascension is about going within, getting our answers internally, not externally, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. learning to discern the difference between our ego and the truth about us, about our souls, what we really are. That, to me, is a lot of work. It takes it takes dedication to work through all of that. Now, once everybody on our planet is in that place where they want to separate their ego from their inner knowing from and understanding their divineness, uh, their divinity, their connection with God, their oneness with everything going on around here. I think then we can, the the people of the planet as a whole can ascend, but that's going to take time. Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. If anything, I think Mm -hmm. come to earth, 
to work through everything so we can get through all the ego stuff and uh, learn to finally go within and live by that mm-hmm. silent side. That's what I think, honey. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you and I both know that that takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication. Oh, my God. Yeah, it yeah. does. I don't know how people think it doesn't. It takes teachings and books and workshops and, I mean, it. Yep. It, it does. It takes a lot of work to decipher, is this my ego or what's my intuition and what's my divine nature and working through and with your divine nature. And that, to Amen. me, is a sen- personal ascension. It's when we can work through our divine nature, divine nature. And so, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of work. So, so okay, maybe people are ascending individually, but I don't see our planet ascending uh, mm-hmm. the, well, we're kind of thud, like just mm-hmm. the, we're here. We're trying mm-hmm. to survive kind of thing, which is too bad. Because everybody has told me to hold on to your hat in 2022. Do you see that or feel that in your consciousness well, and intuition? I do. Intuitively, it feels like 2022 is going to be pretty powerful, but in a good way. I don't get it. I don't get mm-hmm. such a bad sense about it. Um, well, uh, how do you say that? Because there's going to be an intensity to it that we haven't really experienced before, and I don't even know what I mean when I say that. But that's what they talk about is the intensity that's coming, and um, that's why we need to be connected to our inner voice because then we'll be guided as mm-hmm. to what to do and what not to do. And... There has, you know, I think about the classes that I'm teaching right now, uh, the ones on how to live intuitively, and uh, it's, boy, it's interesting to watch the process all of us humans go through trying to understand our intuition, trying to hear it, trying to live by it, trying to trust it, um, trying to act on it, because the problem with intuition is it doesn't, You know, if your intuition, let's say your intuition, you wake up in the morning and your intuition says, don't go to work today. And you think, well, why? It just says, don't go Mm -hmm. to work. It doesn't explain why you shouldn't go to work. It just says, don't go to work. So then the whole issue is, then my whole, the whole issue is going to be, okay, do I trust that voice? Uh, Am I just thinking I don't want to go to work today? Uh, who do I listen to? Do I listen to my ego that says, my God, you have to go to work. They're going to think you're not really sick if you call in sick. Oh, my God. Okay, so there's the shoulds of earth, and there's our beautiful intuition, which is trying to protect us. And so it takes a long time to learn to trust that inner voice, as you mm-hmm. know yourself, Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, honey, we've got a lot of work. We. <laughs> yep. But, yep, you know. Yep, yep. Because just like you, as you moved in your journey and as I moved in my journey, everyone said, well, what was your strategic planning on having the Hope Interface Center? And I chuckle and say, there was no strategic planning to go yes. to the center. It was following my intuition. It was following inner guidance. It was following my guides and then trusting yes. The yes. universe with those messages and obeying them and moving through. So, amen. 
Yeah. Honey, I get the yeah. same thing about Which the center. Well, what's your plan? Well, my plan is to listen to my inner guidance. Yeah, but, I mean, what's your real plan? No, my real plan is to listen to my inner guidance. Yeah, but don't you have an idea? No, I'm going to listen to my intuition. It's like it drives people crazy. It's like, well, but you have mm-hmm. to have a plan. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, don't have to. It'll show mm-hmm. up. It'll tell me what to do when it shows up. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is that yeah, your inner, tu- inner intuition when they were talking to you about like closing up your your center and moving more into because you were the director of a center for intuitive living for a long time in the cities where you taught yeah. numerous classes and so was that yep. your guidance from the Pleiadians or from Jesus or angels to say okay now um, you work from home? You know, honey, I just know. My inner voice, okay, so I got a building at the beginning of January. Uh, it fell into my lap like, whoa. And so I've had that for the last 10 months. And then my intuition said, okay, be done at the end of October. And I said, you're kidding, right? That, what? Really? Yep. Just recently then? Wow. I, yeah, this is, last, this is my last week there. And so... I said, well, but I have the building till the end of the year. Nope, be done October 31st. Wow, okay. And so all the vendors had to move their stuff out. And um, But, you know, I mean, Hope, you know what it's like if you don't listen to your intuition. Honey, you know what it's mm-hmm. like. It's like, oh, shoot. Then whatever reason yep. it was shows up. Then you think, oh, my God, I can't believe I knew that was going to happen, and I didn't trust it. So I've learned mm-hmm. to trust it, whether it makes sense or not. I just I can't mm-hmm. do it any other way. Mm-hmm. I can't go back mm-hmm. to the yeah. old of trying to figure it all out. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. people are saying, you know, what are we going to do next? And I say, well, we're going to wait for guidance, and then when it comes, I'll let you know what they say. So I don't really mm-hmm. think of it as my God so much as I think of it as that part of me that is God, you know, that inner knowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Well, mm-hmm. do you think that the Pleiadians, or are you feeling, I should say, not thinking, are you feeling intuitively that the Pleiadians have a message to give to our listeners tonight? You know, honey, I can pop, I can open up psychically and you just have to give me, oh, just have to give me um, like a minute maybe. And um, it might not even take that long just because they were just here a couple hours ago. Um, oh, actually, I can I can start to feel them coming in right now. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, here they are. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of them just said, I just heard one of them say, they want to know what we are, who we are. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, we are beings. Oh, they say, we are beings just like you are beings. And, you know, to others in the galaxy, we wonder about you and your race so to speak, and then somebody chuckled. Okay, they're chuckling about that word race. Um, But he says, okay, but that's what you call 
anything different than yourself is a different race. And our point for coming is that we want to lift Earth up. We really do. By nature, you are a loving species, a loving civilization. We've watched your planet for a long, long time. A long time. And we've seen mistakes that you've made. And we wish that people on Earth would learn from their mistakes. That's one thing that your people have a hard time with, is learning from mistakes. Oftentimes you repeat the same mistakes over and over, such as war. The children coming in right now are opposed to war. They've lived on many different planets where war does not exist. There are many, many, many other solar systems way beyond what humans can comprehend. It's interesting to watch different civilizations, how different beings treat each other. Earth is definitely the emotional planet. This is where you come to feel. (laughs) Then they show me a picture of a bunch of robots that are highly trained but unemotional. And it's like they send those folks to Earth to have the emotional experiences. And he says, well, we're not saying you're all robots, but what we're saying is that you have lived in other lifetimes, in other galaxies, where emotions were not part of those lifetimes. And here you have the wild, wild west all the time. It's interesting to observe Earth and the consciousness. He says, we continue to use the word consciousness, but that's what we mean, is the general consciousness of your Earth is that of being victims. There's many countries on Earth that still have the war consciousness and that needs to heal, but it probably never will because this is a way that your souls learn not to hurt each other. And oftentimes, unfortunately, that is how you all learn, is through war and the complexities of war. And then you go the other extreme of having nothing to do with it. And at some point, you will need to come in the middle where you realize talking 
is always going to be the best solution. That's what we mean. Earth is full of a variety of learning lessons. But this year we are particularly interested in Earth in helping you. We want the people of Earth to have a different consciousness, not one of being victims. But that's going to take a lot of work. Your religions set you up right away, and that needs to change. Your family systems also, victims, continuing to victimize each other. We aren't trying to be negative, but we're bringing the truth out so that people are aware of their own thoughts and their own actions, and that is what is important. That's why we're taking this all very seriously, because we don't want to see Earth continue to go down in vibration, but we want to see it come up in vibration. Those that claim ascension are few and far between, but there are many of you that are determined to ascend, and our hat is off to you for working hard on yourself Some of you are connected truly to your divinity and others have a ways to go and that's fine. You have the opportunities there on earth to grow. As we said to others in the last few weeks, we ask you also to smile, literally to smile to strangers, people that are looking down and have no reason for looking up. These are the people that you need to seek out and you need to smile because your smile will bring hope to people that feel hopeless. Many people on your planet haven't smiled for quite a while. Some have even forgotten how to smile. And this is what we are concerned about and we want you to be concerned about them also. We aren't asking you for money We aren't asking you for hard labor. We're asking you to smile. And once you think about it, you'll realize how much and how far a smile can carry its weight in hopefulness. You don't see us. Most of the planet is not aware of us. But we are still here. We are a part of Earth now. And we are happy to be a part of Earth. You are loving people. The potential that you carry is monumental. And we can't wait until the day when everyone on this planet is excited about reaching their highest potential. This is what we're looking forward to. Where all of you are smiling Not because you have to, but because you truly feel it in your heart. Yes, we are real. There are so many different species that are real. 
God did not just create human beings. Never. The creator just can't help itself. It loves to create. So open your hearts and your minds. Send us a smile every day. We'd love it. We're not sure how much more we need to say to you tonight, but yes, we do want to reassure you. We are real just as you are real to us. So smile. Send your loved ones and your unloved ones a smile as often as you can. Pay attention to the messages of Earth right now. It is getting you ready for the next season. Pay attention, please. Please go within, please. That is where the real truth lies, is within the heart of your soul. We think that's it. We are trying to think if there's anything else we need to say to you now, tonight. No. We think we've said enough for today. It's been a pleasure talking to all of you. We don't know how many are listening. We are just aware of her right now giving this message So we will say goodbye for now, but of course we will be back at other times. Blessings to you from those of us called the Palladians. There. There. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. You're welcome. That was nice that they came in. Very nice, very nice. So does that give you energy or does that take any of your energy out of you? When you no, it, when it's you pretty amazing. I always feel just fine when I come out of it. I am always just a little spacey afterwards. But, mm-hmm. you know, I usually mm-hmm. do something after a message or I go outside and play in the leaves and then I get back to myself. So it's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When people open up their intuition, do you think that they too will be able to hear the Pleiadians talk to them? Or do you think that the Pleiadians come down and only speak to those who are really, really open like you? Boy, honey, that's a really good question. You know, oh gosh. I don't know the answer. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I would think would think that you'd have to be a pretty open channel to be able to hear them clearly. Um, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think you'd have to ask Christine that because I don't know the answer to that. It just seems like... Mm -hmm. Like when I do it, I really have to open up my third eye, like really open it up completely. And then when they go, I close it down right away. So, um, but you know what? There's been times when I've been out in the yard just doing stuff and whoop, there they are. And I didn't even have to yeah. do anything. Except that I was really mm-hmm. quiet and kind of in a meditative state. And 
and then they show up. So, yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Because we were just talking in the office today at the Hope Interface Center, is that some people resonate or connect with the Lemurians. And some yes. people connect with the Pleiadians, and some people connect with the Octuvians. And my guess is, and I guess it is really a guess, is that whatever resonates with you, then that's when you start hearing messages from the Lemurians or sisters in the yeah. queendom and Pleiadian and so on and so forth. So is that, mm-hmm. does that sound reasonable to you? Is that how it works, do you think? or? Yes, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. That feels completely accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I've never had any mm-hmm. Lemurians talk to me or that other thing you just said. I haven't even heard of that one. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I I think, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. whatever the yeah. vibration is, Be- yeah. Yes, yes, because Lemurians... Um, I connect to really strong. But it's interesting because I have so many friends and peers that are connecting with the Pleiadians. And I told, I don't know if I've ever really channeled Pleiadians. I know that I've brought down Lemurian energy because um, I'm always okay. into like goddess energy and helping empower okay. women. And so to me that feels more Lemurian somehow. I don't know. That, I agree with you on that. Yep, that feels very mm-hmm. accurate. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like the male of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even when any, well, I do have an angel that works with me, but most of the time when I'm channeling um, somebody like an angel, or, or I mean, not an angel, uh, like the Indians today or the Palladians, I always communicate with the male, the male voice, the male energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And you communicate yeah. with the female. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. It is. It is. So mm-hmm. can you tell us again a little bit about how to prepare or what classes that you give at this time that would help people transition into a higher frequency and vibration or walk mm-hmm. through 20 21. What classes are you currently giving on Zoom that they could Zoom into? Well, um, I've got a, a psychic class that just started last week, and um, it's the biggest one we've ever had, which we think is just really interesting as we're moving through this time. Uh, it's a big class. It's great, though, and we do a great job online. Um, we have people from all over this globe, which is another fun thing, I think. Um, So developing your psychic abilities, I think, is really important, but not as important as living by your intuition. And I just finished a class on living intuitively, and I'm sure we're going to start another one soon because there's such a need for it. So many people are wanting to learn these things, which just always makes me so happy. So those are the two things that I think are really important. There's also a book that uh, we've been studying in my Tuesday class. Uh, The author Gina Lake has written, has done channelings from Jesus for um, a long time, and 
The one we're reading right now, Jesus wants you to know today about himself, Christianity, God, the world, and being human. Um, and oh. as as we read it, oh, my God, it's just the best book ever on what Jesus oh. has to say. And it's, like, so cool. I mean, we get so excited about it every Tuesday when we read out loud and then we discuss it and... Um, you can, you know, my intuition is constantly, when I'll read something, I'll say to my intuition, okay, is that true? And it'll be like, yep. Go, wow, cool. So <clears throat> I use my intuition all throughout the book to uh, help mm-hmm. me, and I would highly recommend this book to people. Yeah, honey. And what was the name about, of it? once again, Jesus? Gina Lake is her name, and she's got several, but the one we're reading right now is called What Jesus Wants You to Know Today. And oh. and then the subtitle is About Himself, Christianity, God, the World, and Being Human. It's a, it, oh. I'm telling you, Hope, you would love it, honey. It's, it's all the oh. stuff that we know, but it's like he's affirming so much and explaining things so much and I just love it. I can't say enough about it. So I would definitely oh, read that, oh. that to all listeners. Mm-hmm. And, For sure. And when is your book coming out? How to Live Happily Ever After Life. <laughs> Honey, it's not going to be out until August, which drives me crazy. It's like I I turned it in in August and it always takes a year for it to come out. So I have to be busy, and stay can, busy. And, can, and then well, we were talking about what that is about. Can you tell our and I thought it was really, really interesting. Can you tell our listeners what we were yeah, talking honey, about you know what? for the, the original, show? What the the original title I had on it was How to Prevent Yourself from Becoming a Ghost. And then when my publisher read it, he said, oh, Echo, this is much more like um, how to how to live happily ever after life. And I thought, oh, my God, I love that title. So uh, that's what it's called. But it's it's about, you know, my brother and I have been Ghostbusters forever, and it's about all the things we learn from these ghosts. Why? Why do these souls choose to stay earthbound? What are their reasons? And then, um, so it's the six main reasons that we have found why these souls choose to be ghosts. And then, Um, I've got exercises in each chapter. Like, for example, one of the chapters is about these ghosts who say to us, well, my ex-husband is over there or my ex-wife is there and I don't want to ever see her again. One lady said, I hate my parents so much and they're both dead and I never want to see them again. And so that's why she's staying earthbound. And I was like, what? And so, um, and we've heard this, honey, from many ghosts they don't want to go over there because there's somebody there that they never want to see again and so you know we'll say to them really you're going to stay in this tanning parlor until eternity and they're like yep (laughs) i mean really so okay so and then like at the end of the chapter then i have something like okay do you the reader do you have someone in heaven that you never want to see again and could that possibly keep you here and make you a ghost roaming the earth plane. So I make it really personal for people to help them look at, you know, there another thing with ghosts, some of the ghosts that we've met, they hate change. They hate it. And so 
their whole life. They had the same routine every day, and then they died. And they don't want to go to the other side because that's change for them. And so they just look for somebody's house or they look for their own house, and they just live there. And it's like, oh, my God, are you are you someone who lives like that? And would you consider changing? Um, so I ask questions like that at the end of each chapter to get the reader thinking about it. And then at the end, you know, it's like, wow, if you can do all these things, make these changes in yourself, you're not going to become a ghost. You're going to live happily ever after. And that's what the oh. book is about. Yeah. Oh, I think that is so interesting. I can hardly wait till that comes out. That comes oh, good. Oh, wonderful, Thank you. Wonderful. That's what I like to so hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really interesting, really interesting. So where yep. can our listeners get a hold of you if they want any of your books, if they want to look up your classes? Oh, you know what's hard? I have the prettiest website. I've got the coolest webmaster, and she just – I looked oh, at God, it she, today. It looks great. Isn't it pretty? She she just it she is. asked me, okay, what colors do you love? And I told her, and she just went to town on it. And I just think it's so pretty. So they can find out everything they want to on echobodine.com. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. I always get okay. mm-hmm. Last words to our listeners who are listening to us. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How do I wrap up what I just said? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the most important thing to say to anybody is if you aren't listening to your intuition, please do whatever you have to do. I wrote a book called A Still Small Voice, and that helps explain a lot about what intuition is, how to discover it, how to work with it, how to trust it, It's a very simple book, and there's also other books on the market about intuition. And that, I hope, will become your goal over the winter while we all hibernate is work on understanding what your intuition is. It is different from your psychic abilities. Figure out, learn what it is, and really work on it throughout the months as we all begin to hibernate. That's what I would say to everybody. Okay. Well, thank you so much. As always, such a joy (laughs) to have you on our program. And when we ask you, you always come back with an astounding, yes, I'll be on the program. (laughs) Yes, I do. uh, Hey, girl, I love hanging out with you. Usually we get to both talk. Yeah. (laughs) No, I love this. I love the message that the Pleiadians brought through today, which was so astounding and so needed. And and I love it because it's simple, simple, simple. Our brothers from the stars, our sisters from the stars, just want us all to smile and transmit that energy field. So that's what I'm going to do, uh, Project Smile of my journey. Project Smile. There we go. There we go. That's our new story. Okay. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you, Echo. Thank you so much for being on the program tonight. We appreciate you. You are very welcome, darling. And hopefully we can talk. uh, We'll talk when the book comes out. How about that? 
I would love that. I would love that. I would love that. Yes. Thank you so much. Hey, and thank well, you to all of our listeners. <laughs> thank you for all of our listeners out there. Again, we appreciate you at the Hope Interfaith Center. We appreciate you that you are listening to the Pure Hope Show. If you want to know more about the center, it's at www.hopeinterfaithcenter.com with lots of programs and opportunities that we have there. Again, until we meet again for next month, namaste, 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 and blessings to you all. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Rev. Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.